You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. In Isaiah, it says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. Today, we are talking about the importance of God's word, having it written on your heart, learning the sound of his voice, and calling on scripture in times of trouble. So let's get into it. I feel like when people see me in a store, they try and duck down an aisle because <laughs> they know they're going to lose at least like 10 if you to 20 know them, minutes of their life. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because I'm going to I've avoided you at about, a few stores. I I'm going to talk to him about whatever I'm doing. <laughs> I keep telling that Joe that I gently tried to shepherd hook him and he just won't. You he know what you need to do? Me. Divine appointments. No, no, no. You know what you need to do is you need to step it up a notch and you need to fish hook him. <laughs> you keep telling me give, that. Give, give her the Atlas yeah. special. There yeah. was a situation last night, though, where the boy of this young woman had to go. The son. Potty. And it was just not no, happening we were picking. Guy. We were picking up our son from a, a dance practice thing. And we got talking about deliverance. I don't want to give a single bit more context around Max being part of a dance thing. (laughs) Seriously, don't. Because it's just let people's imagination go wild. It does feel strange to be like, I got to take Max to dance practice. (laughs) Yeah. So, anywho, you were talking about deliverance. So, we got talking about deliverance Mm -hmm. and, and also about your weapons of your warfare. We can't give short answers on that stuff. There's, there's... That's the problem with not being discipled. That's the problem with deliverance maintenance is people will go, oh, I'm free. And they don't realize the words of Jesus. Jesus said, that thing goes out into a dry, deserted place. It finds no comfort. And it says, let me return to my home. So do you mean to tell me if I, if I walk up and I say, do I have weapons of my warfare? You don't just go, yep. And then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if I did sure that? Do. Actually, uh-huh. people would think I was like ill or something. They'd be like, "There's something wrong with Joe." Yeah, if you didn't filibuster, people would think you're mad at him. Filibuster? Look at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I was just watching a thing, and and this person kept filibustering, and they're like, "You just won't answer the question. You just keep saying what you want to say." It was funny, but I actually answer the question. I just might take the long road. Well, you're in depth. You're the purpose thorough. of a filibuster is to run run out the clock. God didn't deliver me from the things that he's brought me out of so that I could just benefit alone, right? So if you have a question for me, and it has to, something, has to do with something that God's brought me out of, I'm going to give you the full experience. Mm-hmm. And if you... Take the time to listen. There might be treasure buried in there that that will help you, and you'll know that God made that appointment divine. Yeah, it was it was orchestrated by Him for us to have that conversation. I think in in the church setting, we have to think in those terms. Like nobody's put in front of you by accident. Somebody comes up and asks you about your dog you're walking. That's probably not an accident, you know. To be to be clear, though, 
I, I don't disagree with you, but if somebody hears that, like I do, and they think, ugh, like, that just means we have to develop that area, yeah. that skill set. But if you're not alone, if you hear, like, <laughs> somebody's going to come up to you while you're walking your dog and ask you a question, and that makes you want to jump out of your skin, same, girl, same. Well, the thing that I need to tweak on... Mm-hmm is somebody comes up to me and says, oh, you have a beautiful golden retriever. And I'm like, thanks. Bye. And then it's like, (laughs) pause. So like, if they don't keep going, I'm like, peace out, see ya. Do you know what? And then I I get in my head where I'm like, now I'll hear Joe when somebody comes up to me and tells me that I have a beautiful golden retriever. And Joe is going to be like, everybody in front of you is a divine appointment. And I'm going to be like, do you know Jesus? Like awkwardly. Do you know what's so funny is that I probably make it sound like I would just immediately shut down, turn and walk away. I wouldn't though. And I don't. What happens <laughs> is that something else kicks in and they're like, Hey, nice golden retriever. And I'm like, yeah, you ought to see the other guy. <laughs> like, no sense. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so so, <laughs> or I tell them way too much about something way too personal, and then we walk away, and they kind of feel sorry for me. The, that's the also the importance of us um, discerning what our spiritual gifts are, because when you look at the fivefold ministry, mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable and equipped for the evangelism. Mm-hmm. You should teach a class though on how to. Break the ice. When you yes. say when you say to me that's a beautiful golden retriever, I retain things. So I will start to tell you something about the breed. Yeah, see, I like today you said something about a puppy and I was like, That's a Bernesian mountain dog. Yeah. And then you looked up the wrong dog. <laughs> so he said that's a Bernesian mountain dog and I looked up Pyrenees mountain dog. Yeah, she looked up like a great Pyrenees. <laughs> like, that doesn't look like the dog at all, you idiot. Yeah, it's white. <laughs> So, so like, then she gets the right dog. And like she's the other, dog oh, my wow. neighbor has back here? Yeah. That's a great Pyrenees. That's how we ended up on the peacock thing last week, is literally every... All right, Joe, bark like a Pyrenees. <laughs> you need help. You need, to, you need to be born again. You almost said deliverance. Go, yeah. Go. So, that's... <laughs> That's where God made me different, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. Those are those things where how do you not be jealous of that? I love that. Like I, I love that, and I wish I wish I'm I could tell be like you that. right now. I have left multiple, many, many, many multiple drive-through drivers. Not no nope, <laughs> drive, drive-through workers, dumbfounded. <laughs> I drove off without my food once. <laughs> Like, like, I just, I, I'm not even going back. No. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm bantering, like chatting with them and then things just go off the rails, man. That's funny. I don't know. I, the, the prophetic gifting too, uh, it allows me to discern like personality traits or, I can read a room, right? But, it, but I do a lot better. Heidi and I do a lot better together. It's different, though. Yeah. If if yeah. you if you haven't noticed, there's like a a weird immediate connection. 
And usually God already has prepared the ground. And I can be with somebody for a matter of minutes and they're telling me really deep things. Mm-hmm. Oh, we so, know. So it's, it's very you know, specific to the call of my life. And I'm learning still on how to steward that information because you can't go repeat that stuff. Hey, do you know what I was doing when we were doing our last like uh, community outreach event? Is <laughs> I, I would like bump set spike to Heidi. So Heidi was working the food I and was, I was work, working the you cash. You remember Heidi didn't cashier. actually play volleyball. No, I ducked. She was, I ducked. I know. Well, she does that. I ducked every volleyball game. It was a, a reaction. What do you call the reactions that are just normal? Involuntary. Like, involuntary reaction. Every time the ball would come over the net, I would duck. Like put my hands over my head like a tornado was about to come. And that's when I got promoted to manager. Promoted. <laughs> yeah. I love promoted, that. air quotes. So, like, a girl walked through, and Heidi has been talking to me about OnCloud shoes for yeah. a while. And I'm like, oh, are those OnClouds? That is the Joe side, right? Yep. And then I go, Heidi. Yep. <laughs> point to her. Yep. Heidi, you've been talking about getting OnClouds. Do you like them? And then, like... And, you then know? I, and then I duck. Just tossing them up. Yeah. So she can knock them out of the park. And yeah. he's like, no, I don't like those I don't anymore. even want her on clouds. Never she's heard like, of it. She's yeah. like, oh, that's nice. Walks away. Like, I am so bad in that department. Oh, they're pink. And then gone. Seriously. But but we can do okay together. Yeah. yeah. It's Let me just ask you a question, though. I don't think you're bad So if it. you struggle... Well, I'm not the best. So if I you think struggle, you're just not confident in that If you area. struggle in those areas, is that an area where you're just not part of your giftings because I'm really awesome in other areas or is that an area where you need to work let me tell you I think it's a convenient cop-out to say you're not called to something Mm. rather than trying to earnestly develop the skill yeah Yeah. and that's that's saying it from my own point of view yeah well invite God into that yeah Yeah. like Lord fill my mouth with words we don't so many words the the scripture literally (laughs) says that he'll give you the words well I and pray it also that use the word I pr- against I pray me. that it manifests because it currently has not. Yeah. It also says he'll use the foolish to confound the wise. And I've been a big part of that. Yeah. The only Are you the foolish confounding the yes. wise? The yeah. only people that I've ever had that moment with where like in your brain, like your mouth is going, but in your brain you're like, be quiet. Like stop talking. Like all the time. That the only person that that's ever happened to me with has been Danny Yoder. Really? For some reason. Shout out Danny. When I get around that woman, I just like. There's a, there's a spiritual freedom there. Isn't that funny? Sometimes when you have um, kindred spirits. Yeah. yeah. That's like not you're, the word. Uh, when you have common ground. Yeah, common ground. So common ground, I'm not talking about profession. I'm not talking about. I was going to say, so what much do your, we have in common? Your likes or your dislikes, spiritual common ground, similar anointings, <laughs> mm. similar calls on your life, Yeah, which is strange because she's very, very extroverted Absolutely. in her job. Absolutely. Yeah. In her job. Yeah. So. I am a two at my job and yeah. so are you, right? That is true. I yeah. can yammer all day on a business call. There are times though, like if you can imagine with me, close your eyes unless you're driving, where... <laughs> 
you go out to your car and you shut the door and your face hits the steering wheel and the horn honks <laughs> and it stays on. That is me after a day of like blah, 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 all day long hmm. where I'm like talking to people all day long because it sets in like, what did I even say? I have one I'm of so two responses Stupid. when that happens. I either, I either walk away and I go, oh my God, why can't I just shut up? That's me. Yeah. Or I walk away and I go, oh man, I told them that and I should have told them this, this, and this because those things are way more powerful. Those things, God did that way bigger in my life. But what I've learned is that he was already in it. He already orchestrated the conversation. Mm-hmm. No two, no two people arrive at the same intersection without his hand in it some way, some somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So when I when I share a testimony with somebody, and I walk away and say, "Oh man, I should have shared this, or this would have really hit home because that that was so powerful," they probably weren't ready for that, and that's why the Holy Spirit within you is your teacher and and he directs you mm-hmm. so all of a sudden those those thoughts and processes that bring you to say what you said a lot of times it wasn't just you you know you retained the information you were a big part of it because it was god working in your life but at that particular moment god got out what they needed to hear to either water the seed plow the ground or nourish the the prune to mm-hmm. to send the right nutrients to the right branch to grow the specific fruit. And then if you walk away and you're like, "Oh man, I can't believe I just said all that. Like I feel crazy. They didn't respond. They probably think I'm nuts." That's also that's a very self-centered fleshly thought because it's like all about me. Now I look a certain way, but God probably, I've, I've run into people that they don't feel that they're a social person and they're drawn to be around me because they feel like they're in a social thing or a conversation mm-hmm. and they don't feel pressured to have to speak because I'll fill the void. Absolutely. When Joe ever has off days, I was like, oh, good God. It happens. Where, it's bad. Where even people like... In, in their homes or whatever, we'll sit and I'll, I'll talk and I'll share stories and they just keep inviting me back. And, and I'm like, what are you going to, like, you need to respond. Cause like I leave feeling like, like I'm just bl- blurting and talking all the time. And they're like, I enjoy that. I enjoy our visits. And I'm like, our visits. It's my visit. Do you <laughs> like, think that ever sometimes messes with you though? Because sometimes, like, you don't give a breath to let people like add in. Oh yeah, yeah. So Be- like, people probably get so used to you doing that, where like you've become so accustomed to that. Do you know? At work, I've literally said, if you are wondering right now if I'm aware of how much I've been talking, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and well, somebody jump in because I can't be stopped. People consistently make comments and they're like oh i had a joe moment or this or that yeah and they're usually referring to like blurting mm-hmm. <laughs> without any self-control I had a joe moment i pooped yeah. my pants 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, That's going to be a t-shirt. Carlos, Carlos just gave me the, the biggest smile. Let's have a Joe moment. <laughs> uh, that's a that's mass, so a mass spell. Absolutely. Uh, a mass spell. Yep. God, so, I hope you cut that. No. If so, I leave you doing your peacock call in, I'm leaving yeah. this. <laughs> that was so funny. It is. I listened to it like five times. <sighs> Man alive. So, what no, are it, it is about? interesting when. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? No, when you really start to think about these things and who we are and how we're created to be, I've come to the realization that God already knew all this. He already knew how he created me. He knew if I was going to make the right decision. He knows if I'm going to make the wrong yeah. one. But he's also trusting me to steward his his word. Right. And, and the he's trusting me to steward the story of our relationship, mine and his. Mm-hmm. Oh, not ours, me and you. You know what I mean? <laughs> or you and Heidi. So, like, I have to do that to the best of my ability, and I'm going to be accountable for that. Mm-hmm. I do think, so for people listening, we have different flavors. Yeah. So Heidi's an introvert. I am a talk to, talkative introvert, in my opinion. And Joe is extroverted. And because we are the way that we are, we're like a three-legged stool. Mm-hmm. Um. What we're gonna add in? What? You left what? out Carlos. Yeah, well, we have four legs right here. Yeah. If you're introverted, Carlos, what is Carlos? Well, Carlos he's, is like he's the extroverted in Spanish. He that is true. Carlos has different personalities in Spanish and English, yeah. and in English he's very introverted. I like, have different personalities to in a Spanish level and of discomfort. Too. Like Joe here is like super, like talkative, extroverted. Joe and Jose, Jose. in Spanish is very. <laughs> ill-equipped to handle yeah. a conversation and then if but tries earnestly i don't know if i even try um no so this this is this is honestly in a, in a serious note when i when i look at our christian community mm-hmm. and i look at how god created me to be very extroverted and very Uh, 100% to whoever he puts in front of me. I want to make sure that they get the information. I want to make sure the information's biblical so that I, because I'll be accountable for every word that comes out of my mouth. But then I look around to my Christian community and I see a lot of people so focused on their own salvation. Yeah. The, The scripture says, work out your own salvation. Well, how are you working that out? Worrying about if you feel saved? Because if you're worried about feeling saved, you're probably never going to feel saved all the time. Hey. <clears throat> because you have a whole flesh thing and a mind thing to yeah. contend with. Real quick, though, I was making a point um, with the three-legged stool thing. Yeah. Is that because, like, <clears throat> when people are extroverted and super extroverted, they, like, can't fathom why you can't just do it. And, like, if you're introverted, you can't fathom how someone can just do it. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, I'm sort of a middle ground and Carlos is too, if you consider both languages. And, but I think we always try to consider all of, all of the places that you're coming from. And so like for us, like Heidi and I, 
when it comes to a situation outside of work, like God's going to continue to work on us to develop our, our skills to do that. Right. With Joe, it's the opposite. It's, it's when, when you're a talkative or outspoken person, cause that's why I'm in work. It can be very alienating to people that aren't as outspoken. And so mm-hmm. God has to work on somebody that's outspoken in a different way in order to show them the slow to speak Absolutely. skill. Mm-hmm. Because that is a, the soft skills are also a, a very important skill set when you're dealing with people and trying to bring them to Christ. Oh, absolutely. And Joe knows that. So like we each have areas really that we need development in and mm-hmm. whether it be to develop our conversational skills. And some of it is just like, ask questions that you know are not one-worded answers, right? Or when somebody asks you a question, just be aware of not giving a one-worded answer. And in other cases, it's like, if you ask somebody a question, make sure that you provide space for them to answer, you know, that sort of thing. But we all know that we need development in those areas. There's literally been times where I'm like, we go to like a dinner date or something and I was like, okay, now you listen tonight. Like you let them talk. You yeah. listen. And, and does he fire you up and say, then get in there champ. So there, there was actually a situation. So I'm trying, right? Like yeah. I'm trying. Cause there was a situation where we're at a hotel this weekend and we're in a hot tub <laughs> and Joe is always in my head lately. So I'm sitting next to this mom in this hot tub and the whole time I'm like, okay, well, so you come here a lot. Probably <laughs> probably something the Lord wants here because we're both just sitting here in this hot tub and it's nice and quiet and awkward. And so we start making conversation. I feel like you should be proud of me. Uh, yeah, I was I was very because I excited started, for you. I started making conversation, which yeah. I that that to me is like climbing a mountain. And this lady was like alone with her three kids. So thankfully our children kind of Started playing with her older kids. Yeah. So I'm making conversation with this woman. And then I was like, where do you go to church? That me asking that question to a complete stranger is like fireworks going off in my mind. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, this is like amazing. And then she was like, I didn't say where you go to church. I said, do you go to church? And she said, we used to. And then her kid got RSV. And then, then all of my brain went to like, what you know how did you deal with that and mm-hmm. blah blah so then we never got back to the church question and she then, did say that they hadn't been going because the rsvp yeah and she said we need to get back there she did and then after she <clears throat> leaves then my awesome partner in life was like so what church which church did she go to and so it's moments like that where i feel like are teaching moments for me mm-hmm. because it's like okay you did a good job because you tried there right but Ask different questions next time. Yeah, and yeah. I, I wasn't being condescending. No, I, I, know. I, was, you were being I wanted to know if it, it was, I, w- what kind of church? Yeah, did, mm-hmm. like there's different. Yeah, you know, and I be, when she left, she said that she was going to be back later because there th- her husband was there for work, mm-hmm. so she was using the pool as a place to kind of keep the kids busy instead of sitting in a hotel room. So there was a lot there. Um, that is an amazing thing when you start to step out like that. You guys are so lucky. Kids are easy. Like kids, when, kids pave yeah. a way that 
Yeah, they're, you know, they're, it's uh, easier to make friends based on like kids playing together and mm-hmm. doing play dates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When when I look at a situation where like you keep saying, "Well, Joe was in my head," don't get the wrong idea. It's not like I'm out here just constantly pointing fingers like you need to do this. And really, it's probably the Holy Spirit, but you've seen coming in Joe's Joe, voice. You've you guys seen are Joe with, act it out. Yeah, you, you guys know? are with me when these things happen. Yeah. Well, so it's I'm actually not a compliment. Telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. It's actually a compliment to you because, like, I don't want your head to get big right now, but. I look at you and I'm like goals. Mm. If I was at that level, I'm like super flawed too. If, oh, so. I know, I know. But if I was at that level, <laughs> well, I would keep, I would keep all I my, know you know. I would keep all my qualities because I don't want none of yours. I just gluten, <laughs> I just glutened the mac sauce. Yeah, and I, I made know Joe better. Homemade mac sauce, and he touched his stupid gluten bun. Yep, and I know better. Yeah, yeah. he just did I was it like so, so careful with the fries. Too. I know. Yeah. Your opinion about mm-hmm. the concert mm-hmm. for Elevation, and if you can pick just one song for that concert, which one you pick? So, we did post about it on our socials. Yes. But we this past weekend we went to see we went to Elevation Nights, mm-hmm. so we got to see we got to see our friend Stephen BFF and his wife Holly and BFFs. his wife Holly. Who Good was to a see great again. speaker, by the way. Like, uh, didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Heidi, how long have I been telling you to listen to Holly Furtick? You have. You have. I've been telling her. I didn't even know her. she did speak, And honestly. how long have I been telling you to get a tall pair of docks? It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, I don't know about the docks, but I have been telling her to listen to Holly Furtick for at least three years. So we got to catch up with our good friends, Stephen and Holly, <laughs> and we got to see uh, Chris Brown, not the hip hop artist, but the the real one. The yes, <laughs> the real the, Chris Brown, the worship pastor, the lead worship pastor for Elevation, and it was a good night. We got to see yeah. Elevation Rhythm and Elevation Worship. Yeah, it was all good. So to Carlos's question, which song did we like the best? For me, it was the blessing. Which that was, was amazing. Phenomenal. Rattle. Felt the Holy Spirit so strong. Rattle was good. Rattle was real good. It was good. Yeah. Miracles was great. Miracles was good. Oh, yeah. There was no bad song. Yeah. They were all really good, and they all had a very um, different spiritual feel to each one. Mm-hmm. So Miracles, uh, Joel Barnes, the guy that sing- sings Miracles, Million Little Miracles, I think is the mm-hmm. name of the song. Uh, he also sang Promises with Naomi mm-hmm. on Maverick. Um, yeah. So if you are wondering who we're talking about, that's the guy. And he's very good. Um, Carlos, what was your favorite? Miracles. Yeah. Miracles. Miracles. Yeah. yeah. He loved that one. Yeah. It's hard to pick just one, but I think if I had to pick overall, I think I think Rattle. Even over the, the God of Jacob one? I do like that You'd one. You love that song. I love that song because I think, I think from a like lyrical standpoint, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's literally you guys. It's, it's it's literally the same God. <laughs> yeah. And then like all these people, this is I could go on and on, but then all these people like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all these people, they didn't have the Holy Spirit, right? You guys, uh, 
Oh my gosh. Which is a great segue because that is what we are finishing off this little series with next week. Is the spirit. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Anywho. What do you want to talk about? The word. Yep. We're on we're still on weapons. Yeah, this is three of four. This so we is did a big name. One. Right? We did name. Yep. yep. We did blood. Mm-hmm. And now tonight we're gonna talk about the word. The word. Can we start it with John one one? I was Go just gonna it. say it. Yeah. No, you do it. Do it. Do say it. John one one. In the beginning. Yeah. Was the word. And the word. Was with God. And the word was God. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if the word was God, how in the world do we not think that one of our weapons is not going to be the word? Yeah. Well, that was that was every response of Christ when he was being tempted. Yes, mm-hmm. I have that. Should we the just go, should we just in dive context. right into that? Yeah. We're going to go to Matthew 4. Yes. By the way, who's who's been watching The Chosen? I got one episode in, so I need to. Um Carlos and I binged it like so hard in like two days and we're already caught up like to the newest season. Is it season three? Is that the latest? Yeah. Are they still making them? Yes. That's awesome. But it's all self-funded. Like it's, it's crowdfunded. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's being done as people like, yeah, give to the, Mm. I told my mom about it. It's so good. She made it through the whole first season in like two days. So the reason I bring it up is because when you read John, where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Yeah. That show, that show has done a lot for me because that's awesome. It's, it's, it's been a, like when you grow up in the church, it's a very abstract thought to mm-hmm. think of the disciples and Jesus and mm-hmm. like, yeah, they were like our age yeah, yeah. or See, younger. My, my, my imagination, yeah. You were when there. I read it, it plays it like a movie to me. Like yeah. I can imagine every part, but it I didn't also, for me. No. I also paint, sculpt, sketch. Yeah, right. Like, like I've always artist. been an art guy. Um, I, so it, it like in the show. I'm not trying to spoil it for anybody, but obviously John is, <laughs> John's there, and uh, he was trying to figure out how to start it. Mm. and he like had different ideas and then that's what he landed on and like i don't know it's just that yep it like there's something i can't even articulate what it is but i'm interested as to who people identify with Mm. the most because given how they're portrayed on the show Mm -hmm. i am interested to see first of all you two getting further into the show yeah, I know. Like, yeah. it's like so make an episode two. It is yeah. so good, and then I'm interested to see for those people that have seen it. Is there? Do you identify with certain disciples, and w- more than others, or Mary Magdalene? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, who do you, who do you see yourself in, and them in you? It'd be interesting to hear. Anyway, yeah. Proceed. Yeah. So Matthew 4, we're going to do 1 through 11 because I couldn't, you need the whole little story here. Yes. Heidi does that a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, 
it is written. Mm -hmm. That's the word right there. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. So this is Satan talking. Yeah. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Come on. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms. (laughs) I feel pressure right now for some reason. Why? Showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written. There it is again. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. I think it's really important for people to realize that when we are tempted, Mm -hmm. it's more often than not truth out of context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Truth out of context is still a lie, even though it's truth. The woman with the spirit of divination, she told the truth. These men know. The, the Christ, right? Yeah. And then she was rebuked and lost the the spiritual ties uh, to be able to foretell anymore. Um, when, when you look at temptation, when you look at uh, your adversary, he's also going to try and use the word as a weapon against you. Yeah. People do that all the time with drugs and alcohol. Absolutely. Especially alcohol. But it says here, take a little wine for your stomach. Yep. Well, it does say that. Yeah. But the the content of alcohol in that wine was not the same as Fireball or whatever you want to take as your drink of choice. They weren't drinking hard liquor. Right. They were not taking jars of moonshine. And just throwing them back. Mm-hmm. So to take and distort uh, and and twist the word to fit your social situations and cravings, you're you're not sacrificing anything. In fact, you're you're living by the flesh for the fe- flesh to to fulfill your your lust of the flesh. So we have to look at how. We use the word because mm-hmm. we don't, we're, we're going to be accountable for everything that comes out of our mouth, especially if you're a teacher. Well, if you're trying to teach me something about the word of God by using it out of context to fit your life and teach me a lesson so that I will affirm your actions, you're in danger. Yeah. Because you're going to stand before God someday, as am I. The truth never needs to be justified. Right. No. Well, and even in this exchange between between Jesus and Satan, mm-hmm. I mean, they basically were having a word war. Mm. Yeah. It was... It, it was all truth. Exactly. So but it was word against word against... Like, that's how they were... Half of it was in the wrong context. Yes. That's how they were... Like, that's how they were going back and forth. Satan was using the word to 
to try to get him to fall, succeed in the lust of the flesh. Yep. Right. Yep. So why did Jesus? Why did God allow him to be tempted? To show us that that with um, the right posture, we can overcome temptation. Absolutely. Yeah. Because even at, even when Satan said he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And he says, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Mm. Yep. I bet you Satan was like so mad. Well, and he was also, what he was trying to do is get him to prove who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't 100% sure either. Yeah. Which is strange because even the, like when Legion spoke out of the men in the tombs, said, son of man, why are you here? Our time has not yet come. Are you here to torment us? Mm-hmm. So it's like the 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 intuition that he was, was there, but they didn't know 100% for sure, but they did know that this this Jewish man was able to cast out demons. Yeah. And that had not been done yet. Yeah. With the word, though, this weapon is so powerful oh man i've been on a journey seriously this like this the this war this weapon the word that's like the root that's your foundation that's where all of this stuff comes from i woke up i was i was supposed to minister yesterday um and i had like this little sermon that i was kind of in god had been kind of taking me through a process about jacob and wrestling with the angel and stuff like that and then when I was preparing Sunday morning, he kind of just wiped it all. And then an hour before church, he took me on a journey that landed me in some places that I, I had no intention on going. Mm-hmm. But in, in that place, he started really giving me revelation, um, especially to do with with our conduct and how to maintain ourselves and to walk uh, in his in his authority, his presence. Um, one of the last verses that I read at church, um, or bunches of verses, I was in Luke 10, uh, verse 18. He said to them, I saw Satan falling like lightning, a flash from heaven. And I'm in the Amplified Classic. So there's a little more to it. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. And all of a sudden, God opened my mind, and and he was showing me the nature of those things. He's given us the power and authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions. The way the enemy attacks is similar to serpents and scorpions. If you look at mental health disorders or uh, bipolar or any of these these diseases, where where you look at a serpent, well, how does a serpent attack? Right, uh, they're either a constrictor or they're venomous. A constrictor will wrap itself around somebody and squeeze them to the point of suffocation, and then eat them head first. That's how they deal with their prey. Um, the venomous, they strike quick and fast. There, there are um, vipers in the world that there's no known antivenom, 
It's neurotoxins that will literally destroy your nervous central nervous system, and then it'll coagulate all your blood and just clot everything, and you won't, your heart won't even be able to pump it. Mm-hmm. There's uh, other venomous snakes that actually spit or or actually um, shoot venom, and they can hit their their whatever's attacking them or their prey's eyes and blind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these neurotoxins, when when bitten, uh, cause paralysis. Mm-hmm. So you're frozen and you can't move. So now he's saying you can, I've given you authority and power over these things, right? And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm, I'm almost seeing it play out like a video of like how these things work. And I'm like, oh man, he... He was saying he's given us power over these attacks, and these are what these attacks are. Because when you when you have social anxiety disorders, it feels like you're being crushed by some sort of constrictor or python or something. That feels like you're just wrapped up tight and you're squeezed till you can't breathe, mm-hmm. and then your thought life and your head is just consumed, and that thing eats you alive. Mm. Um, it talks about uh, over scorpions. And then all of a sudden he started showing me the the nature of a scorpion. Now, snakes, they can be out in the open, but they have good camouflage. So you can almost step on them before you get attacked, Mm -hmm. right? Scorpions, on the other hand, they're a hidden thing. They're nocturnal. They'll hide in your boot. You have to have a special light. Yeah. They'll hide in your boots. They'll hide in your sleeping bag. Carlos has been stung by a scorpion. Yeah. And not all scorpion stings are deadly or lethal. Did it, does it hurt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the last time was in your sleep, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. So when you look at the, the nature of, of that, that particular, they pinch, they, mm-hmm. they sting, uh, they can be fatal. Otherwise, they can cause severe discomfort for a number of days, uh, they can cause illness. Uh, delusions or, or cause you to have psychiatric, what's, what's the word? Hallucinations. Hallucinations, yeah. So you can have all these things happen. And he said, behold, I've given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all power that the enemy possesses. Mm. We've said this before, but it, it bears repeating the word is legislation. Yeah. So when he says it's written, mm-hmm. mm. he's he's tossing the legislation, the law, so to speak. Yeah. At Satan, and he's saying it's it's written. This is an account <laughs> of the words of Jesus, the yeah. Christ, the Messiah, right. taken by. A physician, Luke, who was a learned man. He was no no stupid person. And it says, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents, scorpions, and physical and mental strength, the ability over all power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. Right. How powerful but is that? The way that they're subject to you, 
is by invoking the name, yeah. the blood, and the word yeah. of of Jesus. And it's important to to understand, and I, I don't want to walk over what Heidi's got, but mm-hmm. if you, the first of all, the number one way that God is going to speak to you is through his word. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Preston Morrison, he was on Upset the Gram with uh, Tim Ross. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you, if you are desperate for a word from the Lord, you need to binge his book. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you are desperate to hear from him, you don't need to look to people yep. or songs or somebody on TV. You need to binge his book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to he- learn to hear his voice. Yeah. And you're going to learn the sound of his voice and the way in which he talks to you. At the same time, you're building up a repertoire of scripture that you can use in a a time of trouble, Mm -hmm. right? And invoke through him. And he'll he'll bring it to your recollection. Yes. But you're also, as you're learning his voice, you're learning what his voice doesn't sound like. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So when the accuser comes, yeah, or the crit- the the critic, and wants to tear down you, your calling, your personality, your gifts, mm-hmm. and tell you it ain't worth anything, yeah. mm-hmm. you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, go lay down by your dish. You bring the scripture out and you'll, you say it's written. Yeah, you'll identify him and you'll expose him, and you'll be like, wait a minute. What, what, what right. it says about me is that I was beautifully and wonderfully made. Yes, if fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And if you if you are one of those people that is constantly being tossed to and fro because it happens, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know, am I hearing from God? Your nose better be in the book. Yeah. Read read the word because everything that He tells you is going to line up with that book. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, yeah, then it's not your- from Him. That's your set of scales to weigh everything. Yes. It's your, what do you call it? I was just. I What's was, the thing from construction? It's a your, your. Square. A, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or your. your. It's your chalk line. Chalk line. By what or, you measure everything else it, by. Yeah. Your level. Yeah. And it has to, it has to line up. And he does say like. Of course, he's going to speak to you through the Holy Spirit, right? And it's an ongoing conversation. The Holy Spirit reminds, it brings you back in remembrance, though. Yes. So if you don't even have anything in the first place to have the Holy Spirit help bring things to your remembrance, that's not going to work well. Yeah, like if you get in a pinch and you're like, Lord, help. And the only thing you know is John 3.16. Yeah. Like, get it together. Yeah. Yeah. This one is actually pretty close to me because I struggled with the word. You struggled, yeah. Bad. And it wasn't just until three years ago. Yeah. T- four years ago. Like it's recent. Yeah. So again, our crazy, awesome testimonies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it It actually, at first it makes me sound like shameful, right? That I can have such an amazing experience with God, an amazing testimony, and then I lack in the word myself after all that goes away, right? But I'm not attaching shame to it because that's not from God. Right. If anything, it's just a, an area for me to say what happened with me because people can probably connect and relate and get mm-hmm. freedom from that as well. But I've always been in the word. 
but not to the level that you're required of. So don't want to step any toes right now. Right. But daily devotionals are not sufficient for you. They're important and you can definitely do them. But if you're only having a 10 minute morning daily devotional, you're not in the word enough. That's like living, trying to live off of only a multivitamin. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you take your multivitamin every single day, but that's not enough to sustain you. Not at all. Really, you're only getting word for 10 minutes each day during the week. And then what? Maybe maybe 30 if Mm -hmm. you're lucky on a Sunday. And that was not good enough for me. It was it was making it so that I was very ineffective and I was felt like I was constantly it struggling. Left you hungry. Always hungry. So, I struggled with that for you were, years. You were malnourished. To the point mm-hmm. where like Joe was on fire in the word and he was in the word all the time and every day like I would have like a rough day or something and I would vent to him and he'd be like, "What scriptures did you read today?" Would you be instantly annoyed? I would be instantly angry. And I'd be like, none, dude. And that's not what I I need right now. But he was doing it in love. (laughs) Yeah. 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 She would say, I don't, I had a busy day. I don't have time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this was a constant dance that we did for years. Yeah. And there was just this block for me. I couldn't. It was like this block where I just could not get into the word. It, I don't we even know how to explain even it. even together. Yeah. Like, I was like, let's just start at the beginning and listen to it. Yeah. Which, also, be careful what you pray for, because you prayed for like a godly man and leader. Yeah. And then you got it. But and it was is, like yeah, overwhelming. But this is one of those things where like, we've said this before, where women or men, they'll pray for their spouse to like get... Yeah, lit on, on fire. fire, and then they don't get on board yeah. immediately, or yeah. at least fully. Or on they're board. on. They're here's the thing too. Mm-hmm. They get more on fire than them. Yeah, because if your spouse gets more on fire for you, your fires need to match up there, <laughs> because then that's where we do that dance. They don't what, have to look the same. They no, just have but to they need to have the same other. level of fire mm-hmm. where they're now just getting hotter together in yeah. their own ways. Right, and yeah. you both have to be like. You know, making sure that the oxygen level is enough for that fire to grow, which means that that husbands have it says in scripture that we're supposed to wash our wives in the word. And that you should look it up because I probably just misquoted that. I was at church visiting with a gentleman, and we were talking about different Bibles I use and stuff. And there's always going to be a person that tries to come up with this the same theory the devil has planted, you know, centuries ago that the Bible's been misinterpreted and how can it be the inspired Mm -hmm. word of God? That and that God didn't mean what he said. Yeah. So I'm going to read you real quick um, Luke 10, 19 and the King James Version. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all over and over all the power of the enemy. So I'm going to reread that. Mm -hmm. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, when I jump over into the Greek, this is how it reads. Behold, I give you the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy, and nothing you know not will injure. 
So it says the same thing, but it's worded really weird when you take the Greek into the English and you read it in English. Right. But it says the same thing. So when people do that to you, they, they try and they have an antichrist spirit and they try and throw you off your game for your Bible reading because they're feeling inadequate because maybe they got some doors open in their life or maybe they're not living right. You can get into the Greek and the Hebrew yourself. Um, you know, I love being able to study with those tools, but it doesn't give me the ability to raise the dead. And Jesus said, these signs you will do in even greater things. So sometimes our focus doesn't need to be on those things as much as it does on actually getting into the Word. Um, it's the only book you can read where the author shows up every time. You have to get into the Word. Mm-hmm. You have to commit it to your memory. But there was a block, though. There was still some kind of block. For you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to do something a million times and it's just never working? Literally, life with ADHD, yes. So every single time I would try to attempt to read the Bible, something would happen, or I just had zero desire. I had abs- zero desire to read the Word. There was just some kind of weird thing there. I don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the flesh. So... It just kept going like this for multiple years until that experience in 2020 where I felt like I got the life sucked out of me. It's like you have to have that revelation where everything is the breath of God. God God took away the sparkle of the flesh. You know what I mean? Like the the seduction of the flesh, the, the, the catering to the flesh. He once and for all put an end to that and showed you what fresh flesh really is. Flesh is dying. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're live, you may live 77 to 100 years, but it's dying. Yeah. When you talk about like when you thought you were dying back mm-hmm. in 09 and like it was like your life was like flashing before your eyes type of situation. My life wasn't flashing or anything, but I got that overwhelming sense of feeling that like this is it mm-hmm. like this is it right here like you're not coming back from it your whole life ends right here like this is what it was and like when that feeling came over me oh man when I woke up from that situation it was like I had a completely different outlook on life mm-hmm. like nothing mattered like if it wasn't if it wasn't kingdom <laughs> I mm-hmm. I wanted nothing to do with it I don't want people to have to like have a a death type yeah. scare in order to get that revelation from God. Right, like this is God using Heidi to tell her experience. Yeah. Because there are people that are going to be listening that have had the same call and they know it. And she got to that make or break point and he's using her to tell you her story so that it saves you from going through the same thing. Yeah. When you feel like the hand of God has left you, right? there's no panic attack on earth that ever could compare to that freak out that you're about to it's have. It's the depth of despair. Your, your heart went no one into can, the right place because you were praying in the spirit. But that's where your spirit took over. It's like your spirit over. took over. Yeah. 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 Like I had, I had enough in me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have enough in you. But you, but you're still not to where you need to be. Like, 
It's like you you have the 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 grain of mustard, the mustard seed. Yeah. But you're not to the point where you realize that you don't need more mustard seed. You you need to understand how powerful that mustard seed is. Mm. You need to nurture what you have. That mustard seed it. planted will grow millions mm-hmm. of mustard plants. Yeah. Yes. So we always think we need more faith. We need more faith. We need more faith. No, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Yeah, buddy. I have that it verse. Doesn't, it doesn't say it comes by hearing the word. It says it comes by, faith cometh by hearing yep. and hearing by, by the, the word. By the word of God. Yeah, Romans ten seventeen. So mm-hmm. when you, when you, when you activate your faith and it cometh by hearing, so you've heard good news, mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah. Jesus, 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 that's where you're hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. So you've heard the good news and hearing by the word of God. Well, what does the word say? What is it? What is it? What is the scripture? Um, those who uh, hear the word, but deny the power. Oh man. So good too. Um, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power they yeah. have. That one. And then other scriptures say faith without works is dead, right? So you get all these scriptures. So you're hearing and hearing by the word. So it, you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is Second Timothy three five. It says having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Yeah. So, is that the one you were thinking? No, but that's oh. all right. When you when you think about faith, com- hear faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. So, when you start to get into the word, hearing by the word, that's when Holy Spirit starts to speak to you. Faith yeah. cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, this is really multifaceted, and one part one is. You need to commit your heart to learning the word and reading the word and learning God's voice through his word. Mm -hmm. That's part one. Part two is knowing it and having it written on your heart to the point where when you're in battle Mm -hmm. and you're not battling against flesh and blood, you need to use your spiritual weapons and you're able to recall legislation from his book and invoke it mm-hmm. at the right moment you're invoking it when need be yeah. and so can i be fully honest right now yes. mm-hmm. when 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 i talk about my testimony mm-hmm. there was some scripture reading in there like i said daily devotional stuff like that but it wasn't fully based on all the word like it wasn't i wasn't doing this at all like no. I was, it was me praying. Right. It was a lot of prayer. Like, and then that's when I think like, that's the merciful God that we serve is he knew, mm-hmm. like he knew that I wasn't at that particular moment yet, still had mercy and compassion on me mm-hmm. and was able to just still do amazing work on behalf of just my prayer to him. Yeah. I mean, God can leave the 99, go after the one and he doesn't need anything from you yeah. to do that other than a willingness to surrender yeah. and accept the salvation that he provides, right? And 
and go through baptism, things like that, that like your willingness to participate in those things. But when you get into this part, yeah, this is like the more mature. Yeah. This is more meat and potatoes, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is the richness. Yeah. This is the, the abundant life. Yeah. This is the part where, this is the part where we lose people. Yes. If you, it's a block. Absolutely. Can I hit Hebrews four quick? Yeah. 12, 13. So for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. This is where it was lacking in my life. Whenever mm-hmm. I was reading the word, it wasn't alive to me. It wasn't active and powerful that it describes in that verse. What was that verse? Hebrews four, 12 and 13. So for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him in whom we must give account. Mm-hmm. This is that verse that that changed the way that I viewed it once I had that experience in 2020, because when it says piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints of the marrow as a discerner of what, thoughts and the intents of the heart. What verse is that? 12 and 13. It, when you read the word, it recognizes underlying conditions. Yeah. So it makes complete sense why the devil would use the word as being a block for me and probably mm-hmm. a block for many people that are listening why you just can't seem to get into the word or why you can't seem to understand what you're reading in the word or you'll read a scripture and you don't even understand what you just read or you'll read a scripture and you don't understand where it is stemming from or, or where you, you read it and you just can't remember even what you just read. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say that too. Yeah. I read the scripture, totally forgot what I just read. That makes sense why that is such an attack from the devil on that block mm-hmm. because when you start to get into the word, it starts to reveal underlying conditions. Yeah, And when you reveal underlying conditions, that's when the Holy Spirit comes into play and starts to fix things, pull mm-hmm. things, make that word alive, make things. I'm going to pop over to really quick to 2 Timothy. It said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Mm-hmm. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. When you get into scripture, that is when you start to walk into your completeness, yeah. which makes complete sense why so many people have such issue getting into the word, why we have to even have 365 apps at the beginning of the year. Right. That shouldn't even have to be a thing. But it is because this is a real problem. And the reason is, is because that's when you come into the fullness and the completeness and all these things start to take place. If he keeps you away from the word, he keeps you from walking in the steps of Jesus. Yes. Not everybody is going to go out and get a degree in neuroscience. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be a brain surgeon because the work that it takes and then the natural ability... that some of those people have the call that's in them to be able to understand and do those things, right? But the work that it takes to to do those things, nobody's ever met a level of success without working for it, right? And Mm -hmm. and things feel better if they're worked for. Mm -hmm. So when, when we have the opportunity to sit down and watch TV... 
or sit down and read the scripture. I was just talking with my buddy Brandon this week about reading out loud. Reading the scripture out loud. Your ears have to hear you audibly speak that scripture out loud. You'll retain it. If you write it while you're reading it out loud, you'll retain it even more. If you read scripture out loud in your household that is chaotic, everything in that household is now subject to walking through the room and hearing you read the word of God out loud. Mm-hmm. They used to go in... in, in, in Scripture, it talks about they would go to the temple daily. And what did they do at the temple? They didn't just sit around and visit. They listened to called people of God, the scribes or whoever, read the scriptures. They Mm -hmm. would take the scrolls out and read the Torah. Isaiah 56, right? Jesus walks in and and he pulls out the the scroll and he he reads the scripture that Mm -hmm. set him off, man. Yeah. Yep. Like we need to think about what we're doing. Why is, how is scripture a weapon? You know, and then if you look at prayer services and stuff, a lot of times people refer to, to like Matthew 18, whatever we bind on earth has already been bound in the heaven. Well, what are you binding to it? What are you tying to that? Mm-hmm. What are you putting up against that situation and then tightening that? that rope and binding to it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be God's word because his word is the only thing that doesn't return to him void. Right. My emotions, he pleases and accomplishes it. My emotions. And that's who he sent. Amen. My emotions. (laughs) Yeah. My emotions don't move God. My tears don't either. No, but his word doesn't return to him void. All the gifts of the Spirit will pass away. All of heaven will pass away. All of earth will pass away. But His Word will never pass away. Right? Mm-hmm. So when we, when we look at Matthew 18, 18, it says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree concerning any one thing, that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So when, when we, you're praying, you use that. You yes. say that. Mm-hmm. You say, God, in your word, in Matthew, you say, and you repeat it back. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. When I'm reading scripture lately, if all of a sudden I start to read something and I get like an unction of like, that's what you're going through right now. I'll literally say, Lord, I'm applying the scripture to my life, and then I'll read it verbatim. And I'll sometimes switch the words where where instead of like, you know, I'll say I. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I was in a home one time. I I just was sharing this testimony. I was in this home, and I had already met the homeowner. Uh, They invited me back. They had somebody else there. She kept asking me questions. She had already heard parts of my testimony. She kept asking me questions. Finally, I walked out, and she was asking me questions, and I was like, "Man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be so I, I knew I didn't know the scriptures verbatim, so I said, "Let me go out and get my Bible." So I went and got the Bible. I came back in, I shut the equipment down, and I started sharing the scripture, and I said, "That way, you know, my word is not going to be the flawed word that they go off of." 
we ended up talking about a number of things. This young lady had went through uh, a couple failed marriages. One was with a, uh, some some kind of strict um, religious, like Christianity-based situation. Uh, left that marriage, married uh, somebody of an ex- Islamic faith, ended up moving across the world. Um, that ended up in abuse, ended up coming back, kind of renounced faith, got, I guess, almost agnostic. Um, I'm sitting there giving my personal testimony to this person, and the to-be mother-in-law who invited both of us in that day said, well, do you believe God can heal? And I said, well, I'm a, I'm a healed person. Like, of course I believe that. She goes, but do you believe he can heal now? And I said, yeah, I, I was healed. And she said, right now in this room. And I said, well, I believe yes. And she said, well, what about her? And this lady had a broken hand, like sitting there in a cast. She just said, do you believe he can heal her right now? And I said, absolutely, I believe that. So we went to Isaiah 53, 5, Matthew 8, 17, and 1 Peter 2, 24. And I said, I'm not going to pray my words or my emotions. God's word doesn't return unto him void. So we'll just apply God's word to her hand, and we'll stand on his scripture and believe. Where two agree concerning any one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I already knew that the, the mother-in-law-to-be was in agreement with me because she was setting up this lady to have ministry with me being there. Mm -hmm. And I also know that Jesus agrees with me because he sits at the right hand of the Father and he's my advocate. Mm -hmm. I also know that the Holy Spirit agrees because he's in me and he's my help. Yeah. So I have more than two or three there. Mm -hmm. So we started to pray scripture and I led them through 1 John 1 and 9 and we we got repented. Yeah. And then we started speaking the word. And then I said, how does it feel? And she goes, well, I don't know. And I said, well, can you take the brace off? Well, I guess so. So then it took a few minutes to get the brace off. Can you move it? And she starts moving it. Then we start praying a little more. Can you move it more? Pretty soon she had full range of motion. She started sobbing uncontrollably, and they both started praying for the son. Mm-hmm. They were praying for the son, that he would have salvation, and that God would deliver him from his anger. In that moment, I turned around and looked at the screen door behind me, and he was standing there. And I thought, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. This guy's looking in a window, seeing his mother crying, his fiance crying, and some weird carpet guy sitting at the table with a Bible open. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not going to end well. Yeah. And the man came through the door sobbing. And we were able to minister to him. Yeah. This is real life. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah. God's word in context used as a weapon literally had this man was supposed to be off getting an oil change at a dealership. And somehow they got his car done early. He ended up back where we were at mm-hmm. way before he was supposed to be done. God had already prepared his heart to receive when he walked through that door. Yeah. That was a very awkward situation for me to be in, but it, it's one place in my life where I got to see how strong of a weapon God's word is. Oh, absolutely. Because it not only touched the mother, 
but it healed the daughter-in-law to be, and then it changed the heart of the son who was wayward. Yeah. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. And I'm not like anybody special. Like anybody can do that. Yep. But you have to know where to look in scripture to get that availability. And the only way you get to know it is you get around people that know it. You get in it for yourself and you read it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then God will use the people around you that are in the word to, to grow you in that and disciple you in that. And then you'll become effective with it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's become my user manual. Yeah. So whenever I have a situation now, I find it in there. I'm like, I need to know the answer to this problem. I know it's in here somewhere. Just last week, I was on the phone to Christina and um, there was a situation. And we, what did we pray? Like three words? Like God help her in Jesus name? Yeah. I mean, it was like so simple, but it was sincere. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't like, you couldn't just see a clear way out. And there was a lot of moving parts to what was going on. And a lot of it was spiritual. So we just prayed simply. And it was like an hour later, I get home. She's on the phone to Jasmine. And she hears me come in and talking to you. And she goes, hey, tell your dad that so-and-so called me and acted like nothing ever happened. Yeah, it was so weird. God shifted the heart in the situation. Wow. Mm-hmm. But if we didn't know how I'm to stand, I'm always surprised, and then I always feel stupid. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's coming, it's coming. No, but do you know what I mean? Where like, you, where you have enough faith to believe it, and then when it happens, you're like, whoa. Yeah, because I'm still <laughs> like my flesh is very skeptical. Um, well, so you're dealing with the nature of humans, but that's the thing is that I'm dealing with the nature of humans. God says, "I'll play, I'll prepare a place of rest for you in the midst of your enemies." He, he also talks about um, giving you favor in the hearts of your enemies. Yeah. He'll confuse the tongue of your enemies. Mm-hmm. That's all in the Bible, but you got to dig in and find it. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I was trying to find a single part of <laughs> Psalm 119. Yeah. And like... You just got to read the whole thing. It's all good. Oh, I have Psalm 119, 105. Is that what you're looking is for? Is it thy word is a lamp unto my feet? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Yeah, but the whole thing, you it's, guys. It's so good. Powerful. How do you even, how do you even? Yeah. It, the Literally, the entire thing is about knowing his word, having it written upon your heart. And being able to call on him. Yeah. And because it, ref- at least in the classic Amplified, it says, like, I know your testimonies. You know? I know your testimonies. Is that a song? Isn't that, didn't we just listen to it with elevation? That is my test, my testimony. <laughs> this is my testimony from death to life. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I was trying to find like just a single, I mean, thy word is a lamp unto my feet is good, but like Mm -hmm. everybody should get in there. You know how you guys have had, I almost didn't say this because I didn't want the accountability. Um, (laughs) Hashtag transparency. (laughs) Hashtag accountability is coming. (laughs) But you know how you guys feel very strongly. You're called to fasting. Yes. I, and everything has been pointing towards this for like the longest I feel a strong pull towards memorization. Mm. 
of the Bible. And I feel like I can do it. And even if I don't feel like I can do it, like he can help me. Yeah. yeah and he will. But I just, Bobby, I do Bobby Connor, it. man, Bobby Connor. He can quote scripture like nobody's business. Oh, He's an on profit. And so, everybody always comes to him. They're like, how do you do it? And he's like, I just read every day. Yeah, we should do it, though. He literally had his Bible wasn't open during his preaching. So he had people come up to him after the service and be like, you're not even doing scriptures. We don't even see a Bible. Excuse me. <laughs> and yeah, and he was really like quoting he chapters. Had, so he had people go back. And find this because they're just they're they're like they come out in his speaking. That's like it sounds like normal things, but like but it's scripture. Here's the thing: how many people? I'm not like I'm not saying like doomsday whatever, but like if your phone didn't work, would you be able to read the Bible? Yeah, yeah. I have a physical Bible, and there's something different about reading a physical Bible. Oh yeah. To me, yeah. In general, I feel that way about all books. Yeah. And I'm a avid reader. I read a lot, but I just feel like he, same guy actually said that you have to get rid of the phone Bible because he said as soon as you swipe up to get rid of that app, he said there it all goes. Yeah. So there's things that you can do now. Activities. First of all. There's the spiral Bible, which is pretty amazing um, because it's it's literally like a notebook and it's got one column is scripture and the other column is notebook paper, basically. Yeah. And so you can write right there um, and journal if you want journal bullet journaling mm-hmm. according to scripture and and reading certain sections and then like writing them out by hand. Writing things out by hand is a big deal. If you are neurodivergent or um, struggle with retention, I can firsthand tell you that if you read and then write it down with a piece of paper in your hand as an ADHD person, it that is the best way for me to retain. Mm-hmm. People are doing scripture mapping right now. Mm. Um, that's like a, a common trend. So if you look that up on social media, you can see what people do. And it's one, it's a creative outlet, but two, it, you, you put together like the scripture and then you map it to all the different places. Like if you were to use like a Thompson chain reference Bible, all the places that it is connected to Heidi just got pumped up, cracked her knuckles right into the mic. She's ready to drop and give me 20. She's jacked up. Um, but all of those things. So committing scripture to memory, I think is a big deal. I think people have, let me tell you this from a neurological standpoint, the parts of people's brains that retain information Mm long-term is changing. I mean, that's from a, a secular source just because of like Google and phones and right. Yeah. So you guys know this about me. If I, I will avoid Google, Googling something and it may take me three days to remember someone's name or what they were in or whatever, but I will make myself remember Mm -hmm. because I am not letting that part of my brain go away, but it's, it's something that's happening to people. Yeah. I believe it. 
And because everything's at your fingertips, you don't need to think about it. You anything. don't have to think about anything. Yeah. And people are losing the ability to retain things long term and to commit things to their deep memory. Mm-hmm. And so I think that people, anybody should consider doing this. Um, but I think it's a big deal. And I'm going to do it. You're you're so ready for it because even tonight you off of memory did multiple verses. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I just need to like pick a spot to start yeah. and just I feel like Luke 1-1 one is a great spot Luke. to start. I'm, you know how I am. I'm going to be like Matthew, <laughs> Matthew 1. If one. you can memorize the lineage, like perhaps. I think I can. I also have a lot of tips because Carlos and I were working on the citizenship test and on memorization for those types of things and quizzing yourself and I mean, going old school, like index cards. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. So anyway, that's been on my heart. Yeah. Thanks for listening to that TED Talk. Just give like one or two real examples. How to use scripture in prayer. Well, even with our fasting that we've been had mm-hmm. laid heavy on our heart. I, I mean, I don't know about Joe, but I lived in Matthew 4 the in, every day. Because mm-hmm. it's talking about him and what to do, and it is written. And I would literally just read those scriptures over myself. Yeah. I shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes mm-hmm. out of the mouth of God. And right. I would just repeat that and repeat that and repeat that and repeat that. Well, when you when you start to learn who you are through scripture, then you can be defended mm-hmm. when the thoughts come. You know, if if you read how Paul says to bring every thought and imagination captive to the true knowledge of God, mm-hmm. right? The true knowledge of God, you know, in, in people that deal with anxiety, depression, and stuff like that, the the true knowledge of God is that who the Son sets free is free indeed. And how did he set you free? He took all those things upon him at the cross, and he died and shed his blood for you. So when we think about using the Word as a weapon— getting to know who we are in the Word. What does the Word say about us as as a Christian people? Mm-hmm. What does the Word say about you as an individual? There's things that you'll read in that Word that will they'll light a fire in you. Right. They'll fan the flames, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will start to teach you about yourself. And then when those attacks come or those those voices or whatever that that say things that are not in line with what God has called you according to his purpose you'll be able to you'll be able to strike those things down can i can i read the actual scripture that you're talking about yeah. it's in um really second corinthians 10 i'm going to do four through six for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments mm-hmm. and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god So every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience Mm -hmm. of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. And that's how the word works. Because when you bring those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ, which is, what does he say about you? Who are you? 
what does all of this mean? When you bring that back, you literally punish that disobedience by reminding it of the truth. Right. And it just obliterates it right there. And it there. talks about the high things because the low-hanging fruit doesn't really get your attention. Yeah. You know, so it's like those lofty things that raise up and they make a scene and they, they make you feel inadequate and make you feel small. Um, learning who you are in the Word uh, and what the Word gives you for tools, you know, with the weapons, with the full armor of God. When we apply those things, that puts us in a position where we can take those thoughts captive. Yeah. Where we can use our imagination and picture all that thought life going right into a trash can. Like, right. That's yeah. not even mine. Yep. So when you say that, I think of Romans 12, mm-hmm. where it says, um, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties yeah. mm-hmm. as a living sacrifice, yep. holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, mm. but be transformed, transformed. and changed right. by the entire the entire renewal yeah. of your mind by its new ideals, its new attitude, so that you may be may prove your for oh wow so that getting all fired up over here so that you may prove for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect will of god even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you for by the grace unmerited favor of god given to me i warn everyone among you not to estimate and think of himself more highly the part that i was trying to get to where is it the renewal of the mind. Yeah, the whole mind. It comes through the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The washing of the word. Yes. Yes. So, like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Wash. Wash your mind with the word. <laughs> um, it's just like, it's we, just like so much. We've been discipled in a way that, you know, keeps us away from, like playing Bible roulette or Russian roulette with the Bible where you just flip it open, stick your finger down, like, what do you got for me today, Lord? That might work in some circumstances, but if you go jump in to, you know, as a new Christian into like Leviticus or something like that, um, you're going to be reading a lot of stuff that you don't have context for. Yeah, you're going to be like, well, what is going on? It's strange in Mm -hmm. some cases. But when you get in and you you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm-hmm. and you start to get to know who, who Jesus is through the different accounts of his life, and then you read that again, yeah. and then you find yourself in some of those, and you start to identify with them, and you read them again, and you're like, wow, I really get to, I really am getting to know the character of this Jesus, Yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, when you feel like you've got a grasp on it, you start reading the book of Acts, and then the book of Romans, and okay. then you start to read Hebrews, and you start to get into all these other books, and then you you get empowered through the Holy Spirit, and then you can go back, and you can read 
the books in the Old Testament, you'll start to realize there's not a lot of New Testament without Old Testament yeah, happening. Right. Yeah. Old Testament is so important because it's history. Um, I was thinking about um, a lot of people look to Colossians for like the family matters, right? Like, you know, the ones. Wives be subject to your husband or the husbands love your wives. You know, those. I was going to Titus too. But before it ever gets to that, it says in Colossians 3.16, let the word spoken by Christ the Messiah have its home in your hearts and minds mm. and dwell in you in all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. Yes. Yes. All of that. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved. <laughs>